here it is. Sit back, relax, and prepare to be seduced by the pretty dead things. The shocking scenes you are about to see are not suggested for the weak or immature. If you cannot take it, we advise you to now patronize the concession stand or look away from the screen during this preview of... This is the human jungle, and these are the nocturnal beasts who inhabit its lurid underbelly. The sex fiends, the perverts, the junkies, the smut peddlers, all hunting in a neon cesspool of sin and carnal delights. And in every jungle, there are the hunters and the hunted. But now there is a new savage breed of stalker, one that kills without remorse and loves without shame. They're vampires, bloodsuckers, soulless plasma repositories. And they just so happen to be former porno actors. Now that's what I call sin in the highest order. Horror porn. We'll make the best damn horror porn movie ever. Pretty Dead Things, an incredible chronicle of craving and corruption. And that's coming from the guy who practically invented pregnant lesbian porn. Meet Shelby St. Exman. Her sensuous body drove men wild. Oh, well you're rocking me with that boner. Oh yeah. But her insatiable hunger sent them into their graves. I was hungry. You know what that's like. Meet Shane Starkweather. His homosexual lust turned the lives of innocents into a godless hell. Me fucking yow. Meet Jennifer Bond. Her angelic face masked the black heart of a savage killer. Rip off my dress! Meet Rex Van Horn. He's every woman's dream and every man's nightmare. Well, this is Kim, the one about. Meet John Wells, porn director, alcoholic, degenerate. And finally, the Tijuana pig roast. Meet Mayor Robert Bowden. His hand in the cookie jar, his mind in the gutter. There seems to be something lodged deep in her love canal. And the pizza boy. The only thing he delivered was death and revenge. I'll have the hot lunch. Pretty dead things. Exploding onto the screen with raw violence and sexuality. How do we look? Pretty dead things. See it in this theater. This is Gruesome Herzog, a.k.a. Scott Guider, with my co-host, John Gilling. We have a very special, pleasant young lady, the talented actress, Danielle Lazo. Danielle, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. Thanks, John, for uh, getting in contact with Danielle. So, How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How is the UK? Cold. Oh, well, send that over to L.A. We need some of that. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> that was a nice answer, wasn't it, Danielle? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Right. Um, obviously, as we said, born in Massachusetts, and uh, you, stu- you studied ballet from a young age and won lots yeah. of awards, and you gave all that up uh, for acting. I did. I did. I think I broke my mother's heart a little bit. Because she was all for the dance. She was the, the dance mom. Not like not like the show, dance moms. Well, there's a fine line, I think, between that and my mom. But she was really like, you know, I was a prima ballerina. And then I was like, I want to be an actor. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so how do we do that? Because we, no, we had no clue how to do any of the acting industry. We knew dance, so... But I did a little gymnastics in between, so. Oh, cool. Right. And, um, do you miss ballet? Um, I do a little bit. I mean, it's always nice. Like, I've taken classes here and there, different places that I've lived. I've gone to certain dance companies and taken classes. And, like, of course, I dance in my own house. But I do miss the the music. I do miss the movements. And the only thing I don't miss is the competitions because it was, like, you're, you're working six days a week straight hours, grueling hours, too, as a dancer when you were doing competitions. And just kind of, I kind of got burnt out as a kid. 
really quickly. That's that's what I was going to say. The the discipline um, of a ballerina must be quite difficult, having to watch what you eat and always exercising and practicing. But does, has your experience with ballet have you been able to bring that into your uh, film career at all? Has it helped you in any in any way? Um, I it, it really honestly has um, because I'm so I, I have a great work ethic and I definitely they always say dancers or ballerinas are the best people to hire in a business because they know discipline they know how to represent themselves extremely well and they just they know how to adapt to a lot of different things I mean ballerinas are very very like they're chameleons they can do anything so I definitely feel like I've been able to bring that into my film career with just being able to make do and get work on my own and self-promote myself and get up every day and it's you know my work as soon as my feet hit the floor is my business you know of acting so it's definitely helped a lot right um obviously you've done a lot of film work as Bruce was saying earlier a lot of TV work um you've seen the uh, Terminator Sarah Chronic Sarah Connor Chronicles yeah, I did that. Oh my goodness, I mean, how many years ago? Two thousand like two thousand. Feel like oh god, I feel like it was so long ago. Two thousand eight. Ugh, because it's now going to be two thousand fourteen. But I did that in two thousand eight in New Mexico, and it was one of my first um, TV credits, legit uh, network TV credits that I ever had as a co-star. So that was really cool. Got to work with David Nutter, who was the director of the pilot episode. Lena Haiti. Um, Summer Glau, who I, as a ballerina, looked up to for her because she's also a prima ballerina. She did dance for years before she started to become an actress. So, wow. Yeah, she was kind of like a really cool role model, really down to earth, extremely nice, and definitely gave some information out. So it was, like, it was really nice meeting her. And um, the, the blockbuster that you starred in was uh, Legion, Paul Bettany, excellent British actor. I don't know if you've yeah. seen him in... Have you seen him in the film, um... Gangster Number One? No. No? That's, that, was, that was a few years before Legion, and he really showed that, uh... You know, he, he really is a class actor. Um... So you got to work with him on Legion. Was that fun? Oh, Legion was amazing. It was one of, I think, by far one of my favorite film experiences. Um, we shot in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico. They built an entire gas station for this, like gas station restaurant set for this movie. And I was there the day that they were shooting the grandma climbing the walls. I was there for the day that they did the... Um, Doug Jones and he was a, um, the Candyman spider coming into the building and it was right. crazy to see that stuff and then also do my like my stuff that I had coming through the window and all that stuff and yeah. it was just really I mean it freaked me out like I remember uh, I think it was like a couple days into shooting Legion and they ended up having Doug Jones and it was a scene where he grows the legs and he starts to crawl like a spider and he did an excellent because Doug Jones is really tall he did such a good job of this, like, crawling like a spider. I was, like, kind of, like, ner like nerved in my own skin. I was like, oh, my God, this is so freaky. <laughs> but it was so cool to see that kind of stuff. And an 80-year-old woman climbing, she actually did climb the walls with harnesses. Wow. This, like, 70- or 80-year-old woman actually did those stunts. And I thought that, that was incredible. I was like, I want to be that age and still doing this <laughs> like that. Like, that's I thought that was so cool. You, you know, there's a film here that dates back to 2006. And the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of the cast members are friends of mine. And that's Pretty Dead Things in 2006. I didn't, yeah, Richard Griffin. Yeah, I just realized that when I looked. Um, William DeCuff um, is a good friend of mine. I interviewed Patrick Pitu a while ago. And, uh, you know, Caleb Emerson and... What was it? Now I've talked to Richard Griffin, and he seems to be a up, up straight, cool dude. What was it like to work that young in a film with talented people like William DeCuff, you know, and Richard Griffin? It was it was my first like lead role in a movie, 
um, that I ever I've ever done at that point, and um, it was an amazing film experience to be like that was my first lead role in a movie. Wow. That I I I loved it. I loved the process with everybody. I had such a great time on set. The cast and crew. We all stayed under the same roof. Um, we stayed with one of we call our house mother. Um, so. I would never change that experience for the world. I had, it was such a great film. I mean, working with William Dukoff, I knew him, I think previously, we've, we've done like short films and we've crossed paths a couple times. So it was really great to be working with him again because he's such a fantastic actor. He was, he was, he's really great. He's so dedicated to his craft. Um, oh my God. You know what? I just realized something. When I, when I had phone conversations with William Dukoff, I think your name did come out. In the film com- in a film conversation, come to think of it, really, he, he, he wasn't talking crap about me, right? No, no, he's talking. I gotta go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was talking highly of you, and I, I, I you're, that's right. I, wow, yeah, it's amazing when I talk to people, I, I absorb so much, and sometimes I, I tend to forget. But he did bring you up in a conversation about you being a young actress in that movie. Fantastic, I'll be damned. Yeah, I was, Small I think world. I was just, I just turned 18 when we did that movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's, he thinks highly of you, so, of your talent, Aww. so that's great. I love William. He's so great. And, like, I worked with him and, like, Richard. I, I love Richard. He's, <laughs> he's a trip. <laughs> you know, and I, I love, I love East Coast people for this one fact. People are so brash, but in such a good way. They don't lie to your face. Right. They don't. They don't sugarcoat anything. And I loved Richard's like his process for everything. You know, if he didn't like something, he did. I don't. I don't like that. Let's let's re, let's let's go back and let's redo something. And I really like that because some. You know, you get a lot of directors like, yeah, that's okay. I can work with that. In post, or do you want to work with that right now? <laughs> like, right. Right. How do you want to do this? So I really liked his approach, and he's he's done so many movies now. I mean, he did so many before Pretty Dead Things, yeah. where he had pretty he's already had a pretty good name when I worked with him, and now he's his movies do really really well with the community, and he's got such a following that I think he's doing really well for himself. I'm really proud for him and his company. I think it's awesome. Exactly, exactly. Now the the next film, and then I'm going to let um, John take over. This movie was a pretty much of a smash. It's top 5,000 on IMDb. I have not seen it, only because I'm not really a Jessica Alba fan. Apologize for that. So I tend not to watch them movies right away, but The Eye in 2008. Um, hey, look, I'm honest. <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, I, I'm a big independent guy. So sometimes the higher end movies I don't get to right away because, you know, I, I, I kind of enjoy the independence, the, the low budget quality of a film because I mean think about it the less money you have the more your talent has to perform and I think you find a really great talent on, on low budget films that's just my opinion oh yeah but I now, love watching movies. but you were in the it eye yes I was in the eye uh oh Jessica Alba <laughs> now what, now when you say that you were in her eye I mean does she have a big eye socket or, or what yes very, very, very <laughs> nice. I'm <Okay>. sorry <laughs> I crawled inside and, and stayed there for the entire day. There you go. <laughs> it was a very comforting eye socket. Very pretty, very beautiful. Um, <laughs> I don't think I would have wanted to be in anyone else's eye socket. <laughs> no, but she's literally gorgeous in person. I, it, it's it's kind of dehumanizing to deal with her and go, oh, wow. That's great. She's really pretty without makeup on. Perfect. Um, can I get makeup? Because I really need someone to attack this mug, please, before I step in front of her. But she was, she kept to herself. She didn't want any type of contact with any of the other, you know, smaller roles. You know, we didn't we didn't talk, we didn't chat, we didn't we didn't get into details. We had makeup together, but we never talked. It was kind of the makeup artist. We're like, just don't, you know, don't don't talk. Her like oh okay <laughs> okay wow. got it wow. you know I guess it's like when you have money I mean that's why I love indie films because exactly everything is so intimate you Point know taken. everyone's there obviously not for the money and they're there because it's got a passion they believe in the story they believe in their actors and they believe in so far 
And that's where I find my niche is more indie films, but it's great to do the big budget films because they help fund, you know, they bring in the cheddar for you, but it's, it's, they're kind of, it's kind of hard because, you know, indie films is where my heart is, but, you know, big films get you out there and help get you bigger indie films, so. Yeah, but, you know, it just goes to show, um, I don't personally know her. I just have, it's weird. Do you know how you have an instinct about people, even though you haven't met them, you can just tell an instinct? And just by me telling you that before you told me that, it just proves my point. With independent films, you know, you, myself, whoever, when you are in a film, it's all passion. You love the art, and it's like a family unit. But then when you start getting, look, look I'll be honest right now, Jennifer Al- Alba, Jessica Alba, is not as big as she thinks she is. I mean, let, let's be up and front honest. I mean, I've met bigger names like Sybil Danning and Meg Foster and Dee Wallace, and they act normal. They treat you like a human being. You know what I mean? So it's oh, basically yeah. it basically boils down to the person's persona of who they think they are, bottom line. So, oh, you know. yeah, because even Adrian Palicki, who is in Legion, um, yes. remember, because my trailer, I shared a trailer with Charles F. Dutton, like they're... But we didn't we didn't we didn't sit in the same house. They had like you know tandem trailers. Right. But the the trailer in front of me was Adrian Flicky, and I walked by her, and she started she, you know, spiked up a conversation with me, even though I'm like I have no eyebrows, I look like that. But she was just so easy to talk to, mm-hmm. and she talked about like her getting into the business and like how she thought when she first moved to LA that she was going to make it overnight, and it was like a harsh reality for her. And it yeah. was so refreshing to just have someone be like. This is how it is, and she says, "But don't, don't stop. Keep doing what you're doing." So yeah, exactly, and, and and keep them words in your head. That we just told me, keep that in your head because <laughs> you go places. I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, Johnny, it's your yeah, floor. It's, it's really Here's refreshing. Johnny. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> really, um, it's really refreshing to hear Daniel speak that way because. Obviously, we're we're both big fans of uh, of indie films. Um, everyone's dropping names here, uh, people that they've met. I'm going to throw in Adrian Barbo, and as I do every every chart chart I get, and she was so down to her that she was lovely. But um, I wanted to go on to uh, you've got the best actress nomination at the Terror Film Festival for Red Hook Black Red Hook Black. No, that was actually um, for Garden of Eden. Oh, was <laughs> You got the best actress nomination for Garden of Eden. Yes. At the, at the Terra Film Festival. Yes. I, I oh, I'm that. really proud of that film, Garden of Eden. Right. It's uh, directed by Kevin Kangas. Um, it was shot in Maryland. It was very, like, a, like a very sci-fi supernatural type thriller horror it's got like aspects of all different kinds of movies in it and it was a really a fantastic I still haven't even seen the, the movie yet but it was a fantastic script and I, I loved working on that project it was one of my one of my favorite indie films so far that I've worked on just like collaboration with Kevin and Richard Cutting who plays the detective in the movie they, everyone just did a fantastic job now, you said Terror Film Festival. Would that be the one in Philadelphia? Yes. Yeah. Ah, that's funny that John brought that up because I'm going there in October. Um, oh, going, nice. Yeah, I'm going down there and, uh, you know, just show up. And they asked me to show up, so I'll be hanging around there watching some film and meeting with people. And who knows? That's funny. Great job, John. You're awesome. I can't even get the film right. Um, <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> It, it, it's, it's sad that, I mean, I can barely keep my stuff straight. I'm surprised that I was like, oh, wait, no, <laughs> I know what term one cup was for. Yeah, because, uh, uh, go ahead. Go, no, carry on, gruesome. No, go ahead. I can wait. Oh, no, I was going to say, I watched the trailer for uh, Devil Girl of Devonshire. Yes, a short that I did. It's, it's not all on YouTube, but I watched the trailer for it, and that, that looks really interesting. It was. Um... Um, I, it was a short 
that was like a prequel to a feature that I don't know if they're going to do or not. Um, but it was a really great project. We shot in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, in Salt Lake City, Utah. So it was, I got to jump on some roofs, uh, kick some people, um, have a really cool Batgirl shirt on the entire time. It's really fun. Oh, wow. It was a creature feature. Like, my first, like, I actually played a creature. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, I feel, like, my, my cool status, I feel like, went up 10 points. <laughs> That's what I would And do. then as soon as it was done, it was like, oh, you're going back to you. We're back down to one. But, you know, <laughs> just because I was wearing the background shirt, that's all. There you go. Well, um, <laughs> this movie was mentioned, but I'm going to bring it up now, Red Hook Black in 2011. I've never seen this film. Um, what? I mean, it's not a horror, it's a drama, but um, what was your experience like with Kyle, you know, with Kylie, was it Kyle Fields? And yeah, Kyle Fields and Victoria Negri. Yes. Uh, it was directed by Louis Lendvar. It was in New York. We actually shot in Queens, Long Island, and Red Hook, New York. And it's kind of like people okay. that are stuck in, you know, kind of, I don't want to say the slums, because it's not really the slums, but they're kind of stuck. They don't, one has a lot of money, one family can barely pay for stuff, for, you know, medicine for the family, and I, I'm kind of the the niece that gets adopted into the family and she falls in love with her uncle it's it's a lot of insight I do a lot of weird movies <laughs> well you know what so do I so we have something in common <laughs> <laughs> my poor parents I, they, like, every movie they read they're like oh Danielle this has got a great emotional range this would be really great for you it's like me getting raped by a misogynist I'm like no okay. <laughs> Like, I love it. My parents, like, I never, oh, my goodness. I, I have to tell this story because it, it makes me crack up inside. So my father is, like, very blue-collar, middle-class type of guy. He works, you know, he's a machinist. And I went to go visit him because I was coming home to fly out to Pittsburgh to start the other side in, in June. And I went to his work to say hi because, I, you know, I had just flown in and I hadn't seen him yet because I only see him once a year. And this one of his workers comes up to me and goes, hey, I, your dad just told me about that film that you did that you got raped in. And he's like, he says it's a really great film. And I was like, look at my dad like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, my mom is just there like, Danielle, he's very proud of you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, I mean, it's it's the kind of love that you can't replace. But it was one of those things that you're just like, oh, thanks. Dad, I'm so glad that all you people that you work with think I just got raped in a movie. Yay. <laughs> well, you know that, that he's proud of you, so that's. Oh yes, you know. yes, that's first and foremost. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, the, the next couple films, I know they're in post production or either or, but there's a movie I know you can't talk much about. But the first one is the Bell Witch Haunting. Uh, found footage films are dime a dozen. I mean, there's some really yeah. good ones, and there's some really waste-of-time ones. But this, from what I've been reading on it, it seems very interesting. Are you allowed to... What can you speak of this film? I mean, of like how you got it, or, or when it's going to be shot, or however? Um, yeah, we shot it in May, I believe. Um, it's with Asylum Films, which put out Sharknado. I love Sharknado, Asylum Films, yes. Which put out Sharknado, and... Yep. Um, I... Not even a ghost shark, I think. Oh, There's I so love many them. shark movies. Sand shark. Out, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it was a great cast and crew. We did it, um, I, we shot for like a week, week and a half, I think. And it was a very fast paced film. Very, They were very professional crew to work with. Everybody there was so enthusiastic to work on this. It was it was such a fast project that it went by so fast that I feel like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I. I don't remember a lot of it because it went by so quickly, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I hadn't seen it yet, though. So I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Um, but like you oh. said, when you have... Sorry, John, hold on a minute. When you have so much fun and it goes so fast, that's a good thing. It's the ones that drag and hell is the ones that you don't want to remember, but... That's a good sign. I'm really anxious to see that. I love Asylum Pictures. I love the Sci-Fi Channel. I don't care. I, oh, I love too. those creature feature films. I don't care. I love them. Oh, I do, too. I'm a sucker for sci-fi. I, <laughs> I have sci-fi. Like, literally, I watch 
the bio channel and sci-fi, and that's the only two channels that I watch on my TV. I don't watch anything else. There Besides you go. Alan and me. <laughs> She's got a really good guest on. Not Drake. I'm not a big fan of Drake. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's, I have like one of, um, one of the films that Drew DeWalt did. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's Le- uh, Leprechaun's Revenge. I had that a movie. really good. It had Billy Zane in it and a girl that I know, Courtney Halverson. Yeah. And I, they yeah. do really good stuff. I mean, Drew DeWalt is a movie director. So. I got finished watching that one. I started that one yesterday, last night. I got. I, I'm a big sucker for leprechaun movies and all that crazy horror stuff. I love that stuff. Leprechaun so. scared the crap out of me as a kid. <laughs> really? I like. I can't. Yeah, my parents wanted to set up a trap, but I was like, if I set up a trap and we we catch them, like, what do we do? That's funny. Like, I don't want to open this box. Like, so I was. I'm always like paranoid. Like as a kid, like, oh no. The box went down. It means he's under there. Like, what do I do? Oh my god! What parents don't do? What parents don't do? My parents ruined me when they watched Leprechaun with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I was petrified as a child. Oh god! Me gold. That, oh, <laughs> that 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 creature. Oh, I couldn't do it. I was like, oh, this is so scary. <laughs> scary looking dude. Oh, okay. All right, John. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, I've, uh, as through the magic of knowing, 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 I actually did on Sunday uh, view. Uh, what was it called? The Bell, the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch hunting. That's it. Um, and you know, I, I love asylum films. And I can say now, gruesome, of all the asylum films, this has got to be uh, the best that they've done so far. Damn it, I missed I'm, it! I'm not, I'm, I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying, um, no, I sent you a message to say that. You, you know, oh, yeah, I, you I, did I, say. I watched this, watch this tonight, and it's definitely the best film that asylum have done. You've, you've seen it? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because. Your message said, I saw the bell and it was awesome. I said, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> now I know what you meant. It's, um, and you know, I mean, Danielle wouldn't know. On one of the first episodes, we said that uh, these, these found footage films, you know, we're not all that impressed with. But this is totally away from the paranormal activity. But as oh, soon as wow. the film starts, you're into the action. Right. And it, and it doesn't let up. And it is so well filmed. He's got some really great. Obviously, I always watch him in the dark when I can. He's got some really ju- great jumps. The, the story is really good, and the acting is superb. Really, really enjoy it. I've, I've been doing long hours at work this week, but I've wanted to sit down and type out a review to post because it's for a fan for one of the fan footage is excellent. Nice. Well, I'm going to check that out. i got to do a search. Because I know they get released on uh, TV, and then later on they come on the DVD. Mm. But the next one, um, John, and I'm going to ask Daniel about, is one of my buddies is in this film. It's called The Black Water Vampire. Um, I'm not a vampire fan, but certain <laughs> certain ones that I am. And when I read the the story about this, it has my complete utmost interest um, but you have one of my buddies in there, Mr. Bill Oberts Bill Jr. Burst. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He was awesome. He came in and did, um, he played our Raymond Banks, who was our imprisoned um, murder suspect. And it, he was he was great. He was great to work off of. He was, he was just a sweet all-around hard-working guy and I love when we get on set people that are like him because it makes you feel like oh, okay so my work is going to be good because I know he's going to give me something exactly yep he's I'm, fantastic I've known Bill oh my god since like 2010 when he first moved to Los Angeles after a film <laughs> dismal so I was one of his very first interviews and uh, we've been in contact ever since he's, he's a swell guy he's a cool dude he's a passionate actor and basically I want to mold myself after him just watching him perform that's what drives me a guy that started in, t- in the movies late 
because he's a theater guy. You know, he's a couple years older than I am, but for him, it's a passion. If I mean, he's like a role model for me. So, there you go, Bill. Oh yeah. Your head's all big now. We listen to this, but uh, you are an inspiration to me. So. No, I mean, I I totally look up to him um, as an actor because I work the same way that way that he does. You know, he even said like the second that he puts his feet on the floor in the morning, he works and. I do exactly the same thing he does. I don't stop submitting. I, my mother laughs at me. She says, sometimes you roll around in the night and you're on your phone. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm sitting to a job. And then you roll back asleep. And I, I love <laughs> that Bill O'Burst is just, is the same type of driven guy. And it makes me feel like, okay, so all the hard work that I am putting into it isn't a full waste. You know, there are people that do the same amount of work and are going far. So, I mean, it, it just gives me a little bit of hope. Yep. That my hard work will pay off at some point. So, but well, he's he's phenomenal. Well, I can tell you one thing: it's not the same. You know, I've done three acting gigs, but I do a lot of voiceover roles for movies and stuff. You know, this summer alone, I got six. You know, I mean, I might do them at home, but it's like I'm working a full time job. Then I gotta find out when they want the script done. You know, so I keep very busy and I'm very passionate about what I do. But I know exactly how you feel. I mean, I'm. I just um, put myself on one of these sites that you find auditions and stuff for voiceover work. So I'm kind of excited about that because you know I can do certain things. You know, it's like I, me and John interviewed Cindy Maples. Uh, she's from Indiana, an actress and a beautiful lady, a good friend. And she mentioned about a new film um, that's going to be filmed next year. And we did an interview and stuff. You know, <clears throat> oh, I, I let John do the interview. And when the interview is over, I get a message from a request on Facebook. It was a director of a film that Cindy's talking about, and he noticed that I'm a voice actor. So, boom, Saturday, I had two promos to do. I knocked them out. I mean, just by being my, you know, I, I did the way I think it was, and they loved it. So, you know, doing what I do and talking to you and talking to Bill, I learn a lot from just talking and my experiences and I'm very excited for my future I'm 45 I know I'm middle aged but I'm very I'm very excited about what my career can go I really am I, I guess I'm looking forward to you have a fantastic to. voice you have, a, you have such a radio voice <laughs> well, very soothing <laughs> I know I probably, I'm probably when I'm going to hear this back I'm like oh my god listen to this squeaky ass mouse <laughs> no. I can feel like I sound well, so I'll you have a really great voice well, for voiceover work. I'll cut this part out, but I think as far as interviewing somebody, I think you're the, the equal with Cindy Maples because you have the spunk, you have the passion, and you don't mind joking around and having fun. And that's kind of people that I like to associate with, people like you, because you know you get it. It's not it's a job, but it's, it's not going to your head. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that. I mean, if if you can't honestly laugh about yourself and enjoy yourself every day, every minute of the day, then you're wasting your time. Like I, yep. I laugh at myself every day. Like the other day, I screamed out loud. My shadow scared the living shit out of me when I was walking <laughs> down the street. I mean, I I, I, can, I cannot keep a, a straight face with the stupidest things that I do. And my friends are like. You're just so funny. And I'm like, I know. I'm pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> because it's just little things that, like, I, I notice a lot of actors, they have to be so prim and proper when they do interviews. But I'm like, if you just be yourself, it's not that exactly. hard. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know? Just don't care. I'm going to let John, I'm going to let John talk, but there's one thing that I emphasize to uh, people like John and Kevin Scott, some of my regulars on my other show that are relatively new at reviewing movies or interviews, and John can vouch. What I always told him, be yourself, okay? And when you do an interview or whatever, don't go down the road like these other people do have talk about sex and stuff on their shows because when it's time to get somebody with big big value their people do research and if they don't like what they hear you can forget it so i've always told john be yourself be real and if you if, if you have passion for it show the passion it goes a long way and john has come a long way he's really opening up he's starting to interview he's doing reviews now so I'm proud of John for what he's doing, 
and Kevin is just be yourself. Like you said, be yourself. Can I have your accent, John? Pardon? Can I have your accent? Accent? I would, born in, yeah. Born in London. <laughs> I'd get a ton more jobs if I had your accent. Oh, I see. What do you mean? Where's it from? You can have it. I was just about to say, and this might make you <laughs> laugh, it, it might not. Um, I can't stand the sound of my voice, so unfortunately, any podcast that we do, I, I can't really? listen to because of my voice. I mean, love it. I love and then, it. Um, but as Gruesome said, last week we we interviewed Cindy Maples, and like yourself, she was just so nice to talk to, and I, oh. I, try, I tried listening to it, and I had to I had to skip skip the try as best I can to skip the bits that. Um, you got to get over where, that, where, John. Where, you could, where, you could, where I could hear myself. But anyway, I, I, I gave my, um, my thingy to uh, someone else and said, like, have a listen to this, have a listen to this lady and see what you think of the interview. And they gave me my, my iPod back and I said, what do you think? And he said, well, I think you've got the perfect face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, John, you're funny. <laughs> but you know, John, John, she's right. I mean, Gino and I have told you, uh, you got the perfect voice for the radio. No, 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 oh, yeah. No, there isn't very many British radio hosts. There isn't hardly any that I've heard in the horror. So you are one and probably the original with the British accent like that. It's perfect. Don't worry. you got to get over that. Listen to yourself. I ha- Look, I hate listening to myself because I'm tired of hearing myself. But I have to listen to it when I'm editing to make sure, you know, obviously, to, to clean it up. So, ah, you're fine. We love you, John. Cheers. Thanks, Grayson. Thanks. So, anyway, we're getting, oh. off, we're getting off track. John, <laughs> so sweet. Oh. All this it's love might... All this love might... Just, just, go ahead. Oh, I just want to put John in a snow globe and keep him forever. He's <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. He is uh, so good. nice, honestly. <laughs> um, the, the next room I really want to talk about because uh, I messaged Danielle the other night because she sent me to look at these some of these films and there's one that's called The Murders of Brandywine Theatre and I really want to watch it but I know that after watching this this is the type of film that could give me a nightmare <laughs> so do you, want to, do you want to talk a little bit about this film? Yeah, so you, I, you, I, well, I remember you telling me that you didn't like ventriloquists or the dolls. No, it's the dolls. It's not the ventriloquists, it's the dolls. I was petrified of dolls as a kid at night. I had to, like, turn them around. So I totally, I'm there with you. But he, this doll wasn't that creepy, to be honest. I mean, cause, I mean, he was constantly, like, being passed around and, like, Dan held the doll a lot. But, I mean, I, I loved actually being able to work with the doll. I thought that was kind of cool. It was something I haven't done before. Um, but it was, it's a, oh my goodness, this film is so great. We shot in Ohio in for the month of March um, with, uh, with me, Dion Bahar, Martin Kleba, uh, directed by Larry Longstreth. It had Dustin Reynolds in it. and uh, I want to say Diamond Dallas Page, but it's Dallas Page. I met him. The, he's, cool. uh, he's so cool. He so is. cool. Oh my goodness. I love, I love that type of world. And Josh Cribbs was oh, in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a cameo. But it was, it's a great story. It's, you know, kind of a little bit of a dramatic story where a guy who's kind of kind of a loser and, like, you know, trying to be, become a comedic ventriloquist and he's finding out that it's harder than he thinks because he's not letting himself open up and this doll starts to talk. And he thinks that he's going crazy or has like a split personality, so he sees the psychiatrist. And it kind of just starts to snowball from there from this poor guy. And Mark Wardusky and James Fleming produced it. They did Frozen Ground and Lord of the Rings, so they definitely backed an amazing project. And from what I hear, it's a, it's a, it's amazing from them. The two of them said that they loved it. So. So now that's on YouTube, correct? Yes, that's the trailer that's on YouTube. Um, I think it's just a teaser trailer. I don't know if they have the full-length trailer yet out. Huh. 
I think it was just a short trailer. Yeah, I think it, it was just a teaser that they released. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, devil... I'm really hoping that some does well. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, it looks good. And the next one, shot in Chicago, the glass house. Yeah, I was just going to talk about that one too. Yes, it is actually not a remake of the Lily Sadowski movie. It's completely, it's a political drama about people in society and having a kid not wanting to have kids, not being able to have kids, or being pregnant at like a really young age. So it's kind of like three people's lives intertwined through society's means of what children in life should be. And it's it's kind of, it's really dramatic. My character is like 19 years old and she's pregnant and her boyfriend doesn't know. And she wants to fix the relationship, but I feel like it's so true these days because I know so many girls that have gone out and the boyfriend has cheated or it never worked, so they think that having a family is going to fix everything. Mm. And it sometimes, mm. sometimes does or sometimes it just makes it worse. And I think it really, it depicts it so well on what reality is of what's really happening to young women these days. You know, they've got teen mom on TV. Like, ugh. Just what we need. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a really great drama written piece that I shot in July in Chicago. So it's hot, but it was a lot of fun. I got to work with a tarantula. Mm. I wasn't too fond of him, but as long as he was in the cage, <laughs> we were fine. The second that he comes out, I'm like on guard. Like, where is this fuzzball? Oh, he was so creepy. I hate spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the next one. Them. The, oh, the, the next one that um, I don't think we talked about it yet, but the murders of Brandywine Theater in 2014. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you mentioned Dallas Page, and yeah. I didn't realize that Dallas Page was in this one. Um, this obviously is already shot, correct? It's in post production or something like that. Am yeah, I right? that's the one with the ventriloquist. Okay. See, I, I right. Um, but one of my boys is in there with you. It's amazing how many... Rick Montgomery Jr. Oh! It's one of my boys. Nice! It's such a small world, isn't it? <laughs> I know, it's weird. It's bizarre. It's wow. really small. Now... But yeah, no, that was a great song. You mentioned about um, Ventriloquist. I've actually done voiceover work as a narrator for some Ventriloquist. See, we have so much connections. It's It's weird. I know. See, I've tried to become a. I've tried to do voices, but it, it looks horrible. <laughs> you know what? Maybe after the interview, we can all try and imitate John. What do you think? <laughs> oh my god! I, I would love to. <laughs> I, I love British accents. Hi, mate. <laughs> I think hello, mate is is Australian, isn't it? Australian. Well, they both use it, but yeah, like um. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Cheerio. Yeah, um... My knickers. Got my knickers in a bind. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> Australians use that word, uh, blo- uh, bloat? Bloke. Bloke, yeah. Does, John, does, does British use bloat, too? Bloat? Yes, yeah, friend. Yes. No, definitely no. not bloat. No. So, what do you use for friend? Just friend? Or chicken? I don't have any friends apart from you, gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. I don't get to use those words. <laughs> yeah, I've, heard, I've heard Kiara Knightley say bloke before. And she's not Australian, right? She's you're, you're, you're not thinking of bloke. Bloke. That's it. Bloke. Yeah. B-L-O-K-E. Yeah, bloke. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a good bloke. I'll have him in my field. See? See, John? See, they do use it. See? His voice is so sexy, isn't it, Danielle? It is. It is. I mean, seriously, I mean, what woman does not like a British accent? Really? The second that you hear one at a bar, you're like, who, where is he? Where is he? Do we hear something good? Imitate Freddie, John. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Prime time. Prime time. I can't do it, Grayson. No, you do it. If I'm put on the... When I'm at work... And uh, I want to fly up and or what have you. I'll, I'll, I'll do a I'll do a Dalek, and I'll do the Dalek for you one day. But 
you know. That, get, well, that always gets a few laughs. <laughs> uh, You're on prime time, bitch! Yeah. <laughs> what about a prime time, bitch? <laughs> See? No, I can't do it. <laughs> That has to be spontaneous. Oh, hey. I see. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, now, yeah, you, awesome. you mentioned this film earlier about shooting this summer called The Other Side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it yet, right? No. Okay. All right, now I'm going to start over again, so I'll, I'll have to edit anyways. <laughs> Danielle, there, there's a next film here um, that you shot called The Other Side, directed by Raymond Mangali III, and, oh, my God, Chris... Nis Polusi. <laughs> I think it's Nes, 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 I'm so bad at those names. <laughs> That's too long. It is. I dated a guy that had was Greek in his last name, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know people that have names that long." <laughs> You'll fall asleep by the time they get the name pronounced. But anyways, <laughs> no, that was a really great. It was. It's a. It's all line. It's along the lines of The Walking Dead. And Dawn of the Dead. Oh wow! It's, I'm interested. It's got, a, it's got a lot of heart. It's people are starting to go missing in a small rural Pennsylvania town, and this guy's wife goes missing, and she's kind of she should be on medication. She's dealing with a lot of psychological issues, and she just goes missing one day. And I'm her sister, and then I get involved because my character is kind of a hothead. And she thinks that he's doing everything wrong, so I need to step in because a man can never do anything right. And we start to, un- the story starts to unravel as to what's really happening with, with everybody and where they're going and what the mayor is doing that's causing it. So it's, it's a really great story. It's got a lot of heart and everyone was amazing to work with in Pennsylvania. I mean, people in the Midwest are like, in smaller towns are like the nicest people to ever work with. Right. Like people in Ohio that I worked with, like people in Pennsylvania and Chicago. I'm like, where are, like, we need more of you guys out in LA. Like, they're so nice. And there's such, it's, everything's like such a co-collaboration with those people because they're so open to everything. Right. Well, um, the next film, which there's nothing much on it. It's the newest one. The movie in 2014, now, obviously, it's cast, but no cast characters. Is that because it wasn't done or it wasn't shot yet? I'm kind of confused um, on that one. I shot... It's still filming. Okay. Um, I shot last year on it. Um, but we, we can't really talk about that one, right. unfortunately. That's what I thought. What's, so. the, what's the title yeah. of it? The movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, I see that one. There, yeah. there is another film that I wanted to ask about. Because the, the trailers doesn't really give much away, and uh, it's the misogynist. Yes, Fangoria actually today um, just debuted the exclusive full trailer on Fangoria. Wow. So cool. it's yeah, the new trailer is out. Um, that is one of my most precious projects that I've shot this year, besides murders, besides you know five other films, but. This one, I just had my character was just going through a really just her life is falling apart, and it stars Jonathan Bennett, John Bradell, Eve Malau, me, Tracy Bergman, um, and it's amazing cast. I mean, a misogynist guru who teaches men how to treat women, and my character is kind of the butt of everything. That she's kind of doesn't even she's not even sure what's going on, and, and it kind of everything falls around her and it's it was painful like oh I auditioned for this I went through two auditions and the last audition I was there for a couple hours for the callback and my character is just in tears I remember just by the like the last hour of the callback I was like oh my god I'm going to have a severe migraine when I get home but I can't go home because I have a workshop so they go to workshop and I was like waterlogged in the face right Wow. But it was, I mean, amazing role. I mean, I really, really got to stretch myself as an actor emotionally, physically. Um, like, you know, my character kind of, she kind of, everyone's kind of messing up around her, and she's the one getting everybody's mess. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, you have to check out the trailer. Fangoria just released it today, and it's amazing. We're really hoping for Sundance with this one. Cool. We're crossing, everyone's crossing our fingers and toes. 
Excellent. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, who doesn't love Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls, anyways? Well, <laughs> if you don't want to see my face, at least you can go see Aaron Samuels all grown up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, there, there's one more that it's a short film, but uh, yeah, is it available 45 days? Is it available on YouTube or no? Um, not yet. I've, I've, I have a copy and I've seen it, but um, I think it's doing film festivals right now. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a true story. Um, the the main actor in it, it's his true story of his girlfriend that was diagnosed with cancer, oh. and they ended up breaking up because she kind of needed someone that could really be there for her. And he kind of, when the economy crashed, he lost everything. So he went to Tokyo or China, I forget which one it was, and to get all of his money back. And when he got back after a year away, she was already moved on and a really crushing story and like she's actually still going through treatments right now uh, I met her who I played it was kind of kind of crazy but I got to meet her and she was an extraordinary fierce woman so wow that's you know it's you have an amazing uh, personality an amazing career and I can see a lot of bright spots for your future because you have the again you have the heart you have the passion, and you love to have fun. That's what it boils down to, you know. Life's too short to be serious all the time. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. And I like a lot of coffee, so. <laughs> Me too. I'm at Starbucks like almost every day. <laughs> I can't. I can't brew my own. It tastes like crap. <laughs> I I have a mini. I have a mini thing, and I've, I think I brewed one cup this week. I'm like, oh god, what is that? Yeah, I don't I know d- if it's that. I don't know, but I I'm drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> well, anyways, Danielle, um, is there anything else you would like to bring up before we let you go? Anything that we did not talk about? Um, I don't think so. I I just booked the film today, but I can't talk about it, so I'm kind of I'm kind of at like my moment like oh I have it but I can't talk about it I can't I release anything yet until they do so. I know me too I have a couple too I would love to talk about but I can't it sucks I know it's horrible <laughs> you know what this is like self torture I feel like I'm getting like the, the, the water drop test done <laughs> see how long I can stand it before I'm like this is what I got like I feel like they're just testing to see how long I can keep a secret which is not very long <laughs> Because I buy Christmas gifts, and then, like, by the time I get home, I call the person, like, you have to come over. They're like, why? It's, like, October. I have to give you your Christmas gift. <laughs> That's like, funny. They're like, are you serious, Just come over. I can't, I can't, I can't hold it in anymore. Yeah, I'm the worst at keeping secrets. <laughs> well, anyways, it was great having you as a guest. John, thank you for finding this beautiful, young, fun person to interview. Um, so, can I ask Daniel a quick, couple, couple uh-huh. of quick questions before we go? You do it every time, um, yeah. I'll edit it out. <laughs> obviously, she's really busy, so she's really in demand, and that's really positive. And uh, obviously, you know, we wish her success, and hopefully she'll come back on sometime in the future to talk about a new film that she's got. But I'd like to ask this question. Um, Daniel, do you like horror films? I do. I do like um, horror films. Yeah, and do you have a favorite? Um, trying to think. I don't know if this is like if this qualifies for a horror film, but the movie Teeth. The movie. Teeth, like a uh, like. Oh. Like <laughs> not that movie. That's that crazy. Is <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Oh, I own. Oh my god. I own like the DVD box set, like you know. A vagina with teeth. <laughs> I yeah, it's what a movie about a woman that's got vagina detenso. What's oh not to Oh my lie? god, John, you gotta see teeth. <laughs> you gotta see teeth. It was oh, made. Right. It was made on such a small budget yeah. and won Sundance and like a jury prize award. I mean, it's crazy. It's a fantastic, crazy, messed up movie. You have to see it. There's one scene, Danielle, that makes me want to grab my own. Is when. 
it gets bit off and she throws it. <laughs> Remember in the cave? Was it was it a waterfall in the cave? What was it? Oh yes, my favorite, my part oh. that I can't even stand is when the dog. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I have no, I don't have a male heart, but I was like, oh my god, that is so disgusting. So John, check it out. It's called Teeth. T e e t h. And the other thing, Grant. I'm done. Oh right, and, and the other thing, and with uh, Gino's permission, and I asked Danielle the other night if. Maybe sometime when she's not busy, she might like to join us on her horror deadbeats because we're still looking for, a, you know, a female to break up the boys' club. Yeah, anytime you guys want to chat, call me because it's fun. Wait, John, so did, did you say Gino? No, I didn't say Gino. I said I said gruesome. Oh, I was going to say wait. I didn't call you. I didn't call you Gino. No, I said to, I said to you the other week. You brought up before that we haven't had a female on, and I know it's your podcast, it's not my podcast. Oh, no, well, no, <laughs> but, I didn't say that, no. All right, it's our podcast then, <laughs> I don't know, or everyone's podcast, but you, you said we, we, we've we never sure. got a no, 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 you're fine. perspective, no. and, you know, it would be nice, like I said, to stop it just being a all-boys club. Hey, everyone is, everyone and, and, is and welcome. I think Daniel, you know, as, as she's shown tonight, by being so nice and talking, you know, it'd, it'd be fun to have her on. Yeah, we can talk about teeth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you and then we can talk about it. Yes. Close <laughs> your legs and guard it. <laughs> yes. The Rottweilers. That movie was something else, boy. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe what oh. I was watching. Oh, oh I know. God. I can't have sex. Yeah. No, can't, can't. <laughs> you pissed her off and it gets bit off. Wow, that's a crazy movie. Oh. Anyways, okay, Danielle, um, I'll ask some of that out because I don't want everybody getting all sensitive. But um, uh, I do appreciate you coming on. Thanks, John, for Definitely getting in contact with her because, Danielle, you are a complete surprise for me. I really Aww. am amazed at your ability. It's just you're a fun person. And I can't wait. Maybe someday we can work together. You never know. It's a small world now as it is. It is, and I would love that. Let me know anytime. Yeah, so. um, I will. I will bring something up in the, after the interview because I don't want it to be public, publicly known. But, uh, um, but anyways, Danielle, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, thank you, Danielle. It's been really great. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, John, for getting in touch with me. You've been a blast. Cool. 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 <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> Bloke. <laughs> All, right. All right. And I, I won't call you, Danielle, I won't call you a friend. Okay, I'll call you a maka. We're makas. Yes. Oh, my it's God. Nothing, it's nothing rude. It's nothing rude. <laughs> sure, John, sure. Can I call you my bloke? Can I call you sure, a bloke? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Well, let me go to work. Let me go to work and tell everyone that you called me your bloke. That that me happy. There you okay, go. Okay, I'll make it. I'll make it super proper, and I'll even say it with the British accent. Yeah, there. All right. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, actually, actually, real quick. Thank you so much, John. Actually, Danielle. Cool. I'll um, I'll, I'll send you a message if that's okay when we're doing a horror dead beats, and if you want, you can come yeah. on, or if, if you're busy, then yeah. another time. Uh, sounds great. Let me know. Yeah. Real fun Thank talking. Thank you. So really appreciate it. And I no really problem. do wish you success, and I know Gruesome would second that. I second Oh, it. thank you so much. I second it. <laughs> now, you do British, and I'll do the South. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, I, I like it from West Virginia. God damn it, that copperhead almost bit me, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do Minnesota. Don't you hear? <laughs> We can always do Brits, right? Yeah. Have a good day there, bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go. Thanks a lot. Take care of yourself. It's great Thank you to so you. much, guys. And we'll see you Have there. a wonderful Speak. day. Yep. Thank Speak you. See you later, Bye, bloke. <laughs> All right. Take care, Danielle. We'll okay. See you. Bye. 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 <laughs>